When you walk into a warm and inviting place, hungry and ready for a bite to eat, there's something in the air. Maybe the aroma of fresh spices, the sound of a happy kitchen staff. If you go to some restaurants around the St. Louis area, though, it's something else entirely. Love. Not just from the googly-eyed couple holding hands across a white tablecloth, or the sweet older folks sitting next to each other in the booth, not saying a word but so clearly content. A lot of our up-and-coming places, and even more established ones, are labors of love. A joint venture, two people sticking it together through the ups and downs, the trying times, the better and the worse, the crazy emotional roller coaster that we know as the food industry. You thought I was going to say relationships, right? <laughs> not letting you get inside my head that deep. Today on Abby Eats St. Louis, we're going back to the tapes from some of our conversations of the past few months, particularly the love stories they include. The couples behind some of St. Louis's best-known places talk about what they cook at home, how they divide and conquer, and who really gets to pick the paint colors. Plus, some of our favorite food entrepreneurs describe how their partners get them going, or maybe how true love inspired them to make St. Louis home forever. Then we'll fill your heart with food news and the weekend planner. You know that cool couple who's just everywhere? They seem like they're doing it all. They make it look easy. Well, it'd be hard to argue the current culinary it couple right now is anyone other than Tara and Michael Golina. They're behind Visia in the Cortex District of the Central West End and recently started running Winslow's Table. Michael's the chef. Tara handles the operations. And they're decorated with awards. Michael was even named Food & Wine Best Chef. The couple has a toddler now, so when we chatted, I had to ask how they keep it all together when they leave the restaurant. We keep it really simple at home. We don't have a lot of time, you know, and energy <laughs> to, to cook, but I think it's um, trying to find ways to add a lot of flavor to one, one dish as opposed to having to feel pressure to cook all these different things. And um, just like great salads and, you know, just marinating vegetables and, you know, kind of like good oils and vinegars and, you know, seasoning it and calling it a day. I mean, if yeah. you're buying really good ingredients, you shouldn't have to do a lot to them. So um, I would say that or, you know, yeah, the grill I mean, is another big just say, part of it. You know, I love to blindly go to the farmer's market. I think we have an incredible farmer's market here, whether it's the Wunsch Laffley or the Tower Grove farmer's market on either Tuesday or Saturdays. And I, you know, the good thing about eating local and eating seasonally is a lot of it all just tastes good together. So whether it's like grabbing a bunch of tomatoes and cucumbers and making a big salad or, or grabbing a zucchini and eggplant, all that stuff and roasting it for a stir fry, like a lot of those flavors tend to go together. Um, and I, I, you know, I just love going to the, you know, I always say the best way to do it is just go to the farmer's market. Don't necessarily go with a plan. Just see what looks good to you and, and take it home and figure out how to cook it. The Galena's brand is pretty apparent, homegrown, earthy, artsy, well, Kara and Dave Bailey's brand is a little harder to nail down, partially because it comes alive in so many different iterations in their Bailey's family of restaurants. The sweet and funky Bailey's chocolate bar, whimsical Bailey's range burgers and shakes, comfortable and classic bridge tap house and wine bar, moody and sexy small batch, vibrant and bright rooster, bubbly and fun pop champagne bar, and their newest addition, hearty knockout barbecue. I sat inside Small Batch with Dave to find out how they bring these places to life. My wife and I like to make sure that all of our restaurants have both a masculine and a feminine component to them. Huh. Um, so whether that's a, a matter of, uh, you know, decor, you know, meets 
cuisine or cuisine meets bar program or whatever it is. You know. Take Pop, the Lafayette Square spot where it's always time for a little bubbly. It was floating in his head for 15 years before they figured out just the right space to burst out onto the scene. So Pop is, is uh, an idea that I've had since right after I met my wife, Kara. And, you know, it was always, sparkling wine was kind of our, always our shared beverage, you know. And, but in, in alignment with kind of, you know, my background in restaurants and things like that, we, you know, we want everything to be full service. We want, um, want you to be able to sit and like feel really well taken care of. You know, you can come on a date, business meeting, doesn't matter. Um, we want we want to make sure that you're having a really good time. Um, plus, champagne and sparkling, it's just fun, you know? It's, it's just, just fun. Yeah. Yes. It's, even the name, I love it. It's yeah. charming. I mean, even, you know, whatever. It's a, it's a Wednesday night. Let's go, let's go get a bottle of bubbles. This does not have to be a special occasion kind of thing. Um, and we also make sure that we've got, you know, from a price point standpoint, like, you don't have to break the bank to get you know this bottle of you know some kind of fancy name champagne and then with the the menu we wanted to just it's kind of like it can almost be anything that it that it wants to be but the uh the rule that we gave to ourselves is that it needed to be visually stunning and packed full of flavor because um, we want that sort of like that effervescent feeling that you get from a bottle of champagne to translate into the to the cuisine as well uh, but it's mostly just a nod to my wife and the fact that I wanted to have a, a champagne bar. Man, that's everybody find yourself someone who's willing to open a champagne bar right. for you, right? So what's your favorite part of establishing a new restaurant? Is it coming up with the design and the feel? Is it more menu-oriented? What's your favorite part of the whole thing? It, it's all of it. Yeah. So like I love I love designing. I love um, you know trying to figure out how the building's gonna get put together. My wife does all the interior design and you know like finish selection. We always work together on that. Um, so you know and I love doing like just basic layout and how the, you know conceptualizing how the restaurant's gonna look and feel. Um, I love putting menus together with my team. Um, we've got a lot of super creative and talented people that work in my company. So we can we don't you know just tap one person to say all right you're going to come up with this entire menu you know from top to bottom we tap a group of people and different talents uh to to help with that um i love that you know that feeling of just like you know opening that that first week you know and it's crazy and it's you know stressful but it's super fun um but i also love you know walking into a restaurant that's 14 15 years old that you know I can I can remember all the the history and you know the all the customers that have come through there and the di- you know different experiences and line it up with when my children were born yeah. and you know and and so they're you know being able to yeah do, doing it all it it we're I'm just really lucky to be able to do that. I'm lucky that one of my favorite conversations ever happens to have been recorded for this podcast. It's with Charlie Backer, the guy behind Hot Charlie's Hot Sauce. He's killing it right now with national deals for his spicy sauces, seasonings, and popcorns. And he's not just the face of the brand, though. His face is the brand. Really, it's on all the labels. But behind every bottle is the fire of Charlie's wife, Kelly, who motivated him to make it all happen after an unexpected layoff. She's the one that named it Hot Charlie's. We were going to bed, and it was in April, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to call this hot sauce. And she's like, well, your name's Charlie. You like hot sauce. How about hot Charlie? So I'm like, oh, that's great. Um, so I'm a very balls to the wall type person. Like I go a hundred miles. Like when I'm focused on something, I will just blow it up. Like, like with hot Charlie's, you know, we went from, you know, four stores in 2017 to 80 to hundred stores in 2018. And now we're in like 900 stores. So like I go crazy, 
But with all that craziness, like I'm not very detail oriented. Um, Kelly is extremely organized. So she's the one that keeps my office looking pretty. Um, when we were uh, initially, when we were fulfilling all the packages from home, uh, I remember I attempted to package a few of them and Kelly's just like, no, I'm doing these all over. And like, she just has a special touch to things. And yeah, like she's great with helping with those business things, but it's more so just having her as like my partner. Like she legit keeps me grounded and helps me when I have those lows because like entrepreneurship, like people come up to me or they can come up to some of my friends and they think that we're like multimillionaires or something. Like, well, I see you on TV all the time, or I see you in these stores. Like, yeah, but I like, realize, like, I might wake up with, like, negative 100 bucks in my bank account. Like, like you can see that. And so Kelly, you know, I, I, was, I, I listened to this podcast a while ago, and it was saying, you know, what do you expect out of your spouse? And somebody was saying, well, I really want them to, you know, applaud me when I make my achievements. And, and the podcaster was talking about, well, that's what the world does. The world applauds you when they see you achieve. Mm -hmm. Your spouse applauds you when they see you just being your regular self. And so that's the thing I love the most about Kelly. Like she, the faith that she has in me, the first person to say that, yes, you will be a hot sauce salesman, that when I lost my job, she wasn't mean to me, like you need to find a job tomorrow. That when I was on unemployment and when we couldn't make the mortgage and like she was there, like she was there. And like, I honestly don't know if I could have done that at the time if the roles were reversed. Like she is so loving and supportive. Yeah, like that's what people don't see. Like they don't see like these entrepreneurs wake up with negative bank accounts or wake up and you're talking to your kid who's going to school and like he wants to buy lunch because it's pizza day. And like you don't have any money in your bank account. So we're gonna send you in with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like those little things like suck that people don't see. And Kelly's there through it all. Oh, if that hot Charlie didn't make you sweat, he must have at least warmed your heart. How about something cooler now then, like Clementine's Creamery? I think in the beginning, I was really just yearning for probably one ice cream shop. I had this romantic, romanticized notion that I'm going to open this ice cream shop, I'm going to get married, I'm going to have a baby, I'm going to raise her around the ice cream shop. Kind of a very simplified view. Uh -huh. And then, kind of when, once I got into it, I realized I had something really unique yeah. and really special. That's probably why she has three locations now, with a fourth on the way. Founder Tamara Keefe used to work a shiny corporate job. She transferred here to St. Louis. And the romanticized object of her affection in this love story? All of us, eventually. I was not going to stay here. You were here. committed to not, to not being yeah. here. Um, and, and quite honestly, I didn't even really know where it was on the map. I knew it was somewhere in the middle. Um, so I didn't really know anything about St. Louis except they had this arch thing. Right? This arch thing. This arch thing. We do have that arch thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's actually really cool. Right. Um, so, so literally I came here kicking and screaming, but within six months I found my one true love, and that's the city of St. Louis, and I will never leave. I totally fell in love with this city. There's so much going on here. Midwesterners are friendly people. Um, your tax dollars are at work. You have free museums and the zoo and the science center and so much programming in the city. Like your tax dollars actually go to work in this city. Yeah. Your cost of living is ridiculously cheap compared to the rest of the world, where like you can be a young couple, live on one income, start a family, buy a house, go on vacation, save for retirement. That is like unheard of 
in this country. St. Louis is like this hidden gem. If you're into the music scene, they have great music scene. If you're into the arts, there's an amazing art scene here. If you're into food, there's such a cool food scene here. If you're into tech or startup, like St. Louis has all these amazing things going for it. And I just like fell in love, like I had no idea. Luckily, I really believed it. I moved into Lafayette Square. Gorgeous neighborhood. And it was amazing and people were out and it was walkable. Um, and people were kind and introduced me to other people and so I made friends so easy here um, and I really believed because I moved into the into the city and I just got to experience what the city had to offer and like things would happen to me like I'd be traveling for like ten and a half days mm -hmm. and I'd come home and there'd be a crock pot full of chili on my front step with a note saying we noticed you've been traveling ten and a half days and figured you wouldn't want to cook leave the dirty dishes out on the step and we'll get them tomorrow. Like, who does that? Midwesterners do that. Midwesterners <laughs> do that. It's amazing. Yes. And, you know, if it was snowing, you know, they'd call, hey, we're going to go to the grocery store. Do you need anything? We know you don't like driving in the snow. Because I didn't really have any experience driving in the snow. And so it was just things like that kept happening. And I, I, I loved the company. I loved the opportunity. Like, it was just, I, I was surrounded by all these amazing people. And I, like, I really did fall in love with St. Louis. And I thought wow, this is a place where people are supportive of each other, they're kind to each other, neighbors are really neighbors, um, and there was so much to do in the city, right, that people don't talk about enough. Um, so yeah, so that's how I kind of fell, fell in love with St. Louis. Ooh la la! Ooh la la! Ooh la la! just love it all so much. These are just some parts of conversations we've had from earlier podcast episodes. We are talking about the Eat Your Veggies episode, the Fire Within with Hot Charlies, and the Cheers with the Cherry on Top, which features Clementines. I'm in the booth now with producer Dory Almost. Dory, which of those was your favorite to revisit? Oh, those were all so fun, but I really love the Clementines. Just her love of St. Louis. Yes. She's really wrapped her arms around the city, like and all she's of so us cool. do. Yeah. Yes, and she's yeah. so cool. Like, she is just an awesome... BA woman running out there and yes. just doing good stuff. It was really fun. I also really liked thinking about, you know, the Bailey's family of restaurants and how they kind of tackle their different, um, like the different aspects of coming up with a restaurant. So I don't know, sometimes it's best to divide and conquer. Yeah. Even if it's a restaurant empire that we're talking about here. So inspiring. I don't know how they do it. I don't know either, but I'm <laughs> glad they do. Yes. Hey, we've got some food news to talk about from this week, um, starting with some stuff for Valentine's Day. Yeah, some unique food options for your sweetheart. Just a reminder, everybody, that's next week. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, yes, everybody. Um, so Olive Jason, we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hint, hint. Um, Olive Garden is bringing back their breadstick bouquets. <laughs> um, so this is kind of interesting. They've got a meal for two that you basically order to go. And then you have the option to print off these bouquet wrappers that you can put the <laughs> breadsticks in. Uh, a couple of the sayings they have are love at first, bite, and wow, wow. love is letting you have the last breadstick. Love is having me let have the first, like letting me have the first breadstick because if you're getting those suckers to go, they cool off fast <laughs> yes. and they're not nearly as good when you bring them home. So true. Especially if you don't have a very fancy printer and then there winds up getting ink all over the greasiness of all of these. I don't know about that one. Uh, the intentions are good, right? I do like that Olive Garden is always trying to figure out a different way to get us to bring their food home. Yes. They're always wanting you to do that. Bring they're like, home. They're like, buy a pasta, 
get another one free to take home. I'm and like, eat for the rest of the week. Yes, exactly. <laughs> They're really, really up into the uh, leftovers game. <laughs> um, something that you might also have some leftovers of. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Edible Arrangements is debuting a ghost pepper chocolate-covered strawberry. These come in a six-pack. It's called the Love on Fire Box. For $20, you get six chocolate-covered strawberries that are sprinkled with ghost pepper flakes. What? Would you try it? I would try it. So it's not actually a ghost pepper dipped in chocolate. Correct. It's just kind of sprinkled on top, a little bit of a spice. I can't imagine it'll be too spicy. I mean, love on fire doesn't sound like (laughs) very friendly, but I would try that. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I I think I'm saying I don't know if it'd be good or not because strawberry plus spicy is not something I'm used to seeing. You see a lot of sweet and spicy combinations, Mm -hmm. but I mean, shoot, if it's dipped in chocolate, I'll try it. Just try it. (laughs) (laughs) So another option for you and your loved one, you can check out Tour de Zoe with Zoe Robinson. We just featured her in one of our free, uh, more recent episodes. Mm -hmm. She has a new program where you can check out all three of her restaurants in one night. That's awesome. All of them are right next to each other on Y Down, so might as well, right? Yeah, it's like a a progressive dinner, right? Where you get to go to each one, you get to try different things at each one. Um, these are only through Tuesday through Thursday during the week, though. Yes, and they have two reservations available each night. So mm. if you're going as a, with your lover, you, there's one available for two people and one available for four people Tuesdays through Thursdays. And the cool thing is it's kind of customizable. Like you go, you, if you want to get drinks and apps at Bar La Frere and then get your main course at E. Fratellini and then do drinks and dessert at Billie Jean, you can do it. That way you can do it kind of however you want. You do like check out at each place though you can't just dip in and then dip out um you do kind of like cash out but she says that it kind of was born of just talking to her customers and a lot of people were like i just love this restaurant and that restaurant i wish i could go to all three in one night that's so smart yes and she decided might as well especially because part of the charm of that area in Y down is walking between all those restaurants so might as well walk into all three in one night and you'd feel real bougie doing it oh yes you (laughs) you get to go to three of the best restaurants in Clayton right there it's a good option yeah impress your date yes um so we do have some sad news though to pass along to everybody yeah this one really shocked both of us totally gorilla street food has announced they're closing two of their locations the Maryland Heights one is already closed. And oh, the Tower Grove East one is My closing one. this Sunday. I know me too. I'm yeah. so sad. I'm definitely going to that location before it closes. I went yesterday. Did they you? Were, they were closed on Tuesdays now, yeah. I guess, for their winter hours. But I went immediately as soon as I heard that they were going to be shutting down. So yeah. um, some sad news there. But you talked to Joel, the yes. owner. Um, yes. What did he tell you? So they're also, so, you know, first and foremost, he doesn't want everybody to be too sad because they still have have the other um, locations. You'll notice the loop location is still open right now. However, the lease on that one is for another few years and they are looking to sublease that one, Joel said. So essentially they're going to keep operating that one until they're able to find somebody to take over that lease um, just because essentially he bit off more than he he and owner Brian Hardesty, um, who's running Nine Mile Garden, Garden. which is opening up soon. Um, He says that, Joel said that had nothing to do with it, though. You know, it's not like Brian's spread too thin or anything like that. It's just the business decision. The business is almost spread too thin Mm -hmm. because they're growing and growing, and then sometimes you have growing pains. They just opened that location in Webster Groves. Um, They have that location inside Second Shift Brewing, and they say Second Shift does pretty well. You know, they like, they're hoping to keep the food truck getting out there once it gets back to food truck season, season. 
with this brand new location of Webster Groves, they really have to focus on making sure that's successful. But he also repeated several times he doesn't want people to think this is the end because he wants to save Gorilla Street Food and he knows there are a lot of people who do too. Mm-hmm. Guys, this is just another reminder. If you really like a place, you need to go there. You need to go and continue supporting it. I think that maybe when we have these especially local, especially fast casual type of places expanding, we start to take them for granted and say like, well, that's there. You know, I always have that as an option, but I'm going to go try the shiny new object. And in my opinion, I think there's room for both. Mm -hmm. I just think we need to make sure we're making room for both in our schedules and our wallets and our budgets and our diets, you know, all of that. And that way we don't have to have sad food news, but it's sad, but not the end right. is the big thing we Which want you all good. to remember. Yes. Keep supporting the locations that are open still. And how about some happier news about please, openings? Please, We've got Clementine's Naughty and Nice Creamery Yay. opening their fourth location. They're going to be opening at the Meadows in Lake St. Louis coming this spring. Yes. And I just loved, I had to add this in our rundown, I loved that where they're locating in the Meadows. So it's Clementine's Naughty and Nice. Mm-hmm. They're going to be situated between Claire's and Victoria's Secret. <laughs> like literally definition of between Naughty and Nice. That's I just amazing. thought that was funny. Do you think that was intentional? Yeah, maybe a little bit. We'll have to ask about that. You know, she's going far west with this next location, yep. but that's that's awesome because if you're living out in like St. Louis or Wentzville or O'Fallon, like getting to Clementine's, you should not not have Clementine's in your life. Oh, you need it. I had it last weekend on one of those 70-degree days, took Milo. It was great. Yes, I had some on Saturday that was already in my freezer. I have some of the pints in my freezer. It was not for eat ice cream for breakfast day. It was a little later than breakfast time, but... That's okay. No excuse. You don't need an excuse to eat Clementine's. It was still ice cream. It was one of the best things I had to eat last week. But Dory, what was the best thing you had to eat this past week? So I have worked Sundays since I've started at KSDK. Mm -hmm. And I'm now off of Sundays. Yes, you are. So I got to have a Sunday brunch for the first time in so long. Yay! So we went out to Egg on Gravoy, which is like in the Benton Park neighborhood. I love eggs so much. so good. It was our- so good. Our second time there, um, this time I got the El Cerdo, which is a breakfast hash bowl. It has potatoes, salsa, spinach, corn, jalapenos, but it had so much carnitas in it that I couldn't even see the potatoes. Like, that is a good thing if you have to dig through the carnitas to get to the rest of the bowl. Oh, yeah. It was delicious. Jason said it's one of the best breakfast things he, that he's ever had. Yes, that place it's is delicious. I, it, I've taken friends from out of town to Egg, and they actually just opened a second they location. Did, yeah. I haven't made it there yet, but it's in Midtown on Locust. And mm-hmm. so if you haven't gotten a chance to try Egg, you definitely need Give to. Give it a go. And their uh, breakfast tacos are really good, too. Shout out just to breakfast tacos. Um, <laughs> I normally mention a place where I went out to eat, but I actually didn't go out to eat a ton this past week just for reasons, various reasons. Um, But I tried something completely different and new, and I actually really liked it. I was at Whole Foods. I had to pick up a couple things, and there was a person giving samples of what I thought was pasta, but it was hearts of palm inside of pasta sauce. Okay. And not inside of, but, you know, like tossed in pasta sauce. And it tastes kind of like, noodles like regular noodles but obviously so much healthier so I got that and then I wound up having it for like dinner that night because it was so good and I just felt like very guilt-free I did have to eat a piece of toast along with it though just to kind of like make it more of a meal but it was 
fun little option. I was I'm like, that's very intriguing. I've had the like, you know, um, zucchini noodles and stuff like this, but honestly, this tasted like just like noodles. Interesting. Like, slightly squishy noodles, but really good. I'm intrigued. I would recommend it. And I hey, you know, that. something that we want to hear more from you guys is what the best thing is you had to eat this week. So um, we are working on a way to try to you know, get some of those audio clips. We're still troubleshooting a couple ideas for that. But in the meantime, let us know on our Instagram. Send us a DM or tag us in a post at Abby Eats St. Louis. We really want to start bringing in some of those um, best things from around our listener universe. Universe, yeah. yes. We're global. <laughs> I was like, can I say that? Um, we want to hear from you guys. What's the best thing you had to eat this week. Let us know. We'll give it a shout out on the podcast. Uh, Maybe it's something you're going to get into this weekend. Let's talk about the weekend planner for the weekend of February 7th through 9th. Yes. So Friday, kicking off the weekend, we've got Alpha Brewing Company's collaboration dinner series. This time it's with Crispy Edge. So it sounds like they're basically doing a pop-up. Crispy Edge is doing a pop-up inside Mm -hmm. Alpha Brewing Company. um, Two Tower Grove South neighbors teaming up. Pretty cool little thing going on there Friday. And then on Saturday, we've got Science on Tap at the Science Center. This is the beer version of the wine, the uncorked that they do um, every few months. There will be um, about 100 plus beers there that you can sample, tasting plates and so on. Tickets are required for that. I've got friends going to that. They love it. Every year they go, they have a great time. So recommended. Nerd out and get your booze on. <laughs> yeah. I like it. On Also on Saturday, there is a pretty unique event, Soulard Cajun Cook-Off. Just in case you didn't realize, it's Mardi Gras season here oh, in St. Crazy. Louis. It is February, which means we are... Laissez le bon temps rouler or whatever, you know. I, my, yeah. friend Chicha, my friend Chicha heard me say that. She'd be so appalled at that. But um, one of the big events for that is the Soulard Cajun Cook-Off that's happening on Saturday starting at noon. You can learn the secrets of Cajun cooking with some of the celebrity chef demos, which include Mike and Christina from Sugar Fire. They're going to be delivering some spicy hot tips and handing out samples. Also, someone known as the Barbecue Ninja – is going to be cooking up a whole gator. Oh my gosh. How do you feel about that? <sighs> a little weird. Yeah. I'm <laughs> It'd like, be a weird sight. I don't know. Yeah. It is the pictures are a little strange and scary, but like I kind of like I don't I think gator's pretty good it's actually. Good. So I don't know. I'd be very interested. I mean, having the barbecue ninja make you a gator, come on. I mean, that's who you'd want to do it, right? <laughs> I, I can't name a better person to do it. There's also gonna be an amateur chef face off, all sorts of food to be eaten there. Um, it is a ticketed event, so make sure that you uh, get those tickets online, especially I would recommend. And it's inside a tent, so this is a, uh, yeah, weather doesn't, shouldn't matter. You're going to eat. Which we'll need. Content. Exactly. This oh, weekend. and then speaking of barbecue, a uh, quick shout out to Pappy's. They're turning 12 this weekend. That's crazy. So they're having their birthday bash um, on Saturday. So they're just going to have like live music and uh, beer from Center Ice, their neighbors, and ice cream from the Fountain on Locust. So it'll be a fun little party at Pappy's. Yep. Um, Also Saturday, we've got Whiskey for the Woods in Tower Grove Park. This is at the Piper Palm House. They're going to have samplings of different whiskeys, plus some special surprises, um, different kind of whiskeys that they're, I guess, going to bring out for people. Sounds cute. Uh, Cute, yes. But also, um, one of the cool little things about this is that it benefits Tower Grove Park, and tickets are required for this. So um, get out there and support the park. And then one other thing on Sunday, Love is Love Handmade Market at Second Shift Brewing. They say you can come and find something special for that special someone. They'll have food, drink, and craft vendors. 
Um, one of them, I was looking through them, all the vendors that are going to be there. And one of them that really stuck out to me was Twinkle Brews, oh, which yeah. are beer-inspired candles. I've never heard of them, but that sounds really cool. Yes, I've actually, if they're the ones I'm thinking of, they actually smell pretty good, too. Okay. Yeah, so that's always cool. And again, with Gorilla Street being in Second Shift, and if you haven't been to Second Shift, by the way, if you throw it in your GPS, you're going to be on your way and be like, where am I going? Mm-hmm. Why did Abby and Dory send me to this place? And then you get in there, you're like, oh, this is fun and different. Is, yeah. And then I love the beer there. I, I actually like Second Shift a lot. Yep. So it's pretty cool. Let us know whatever you wind up getting into. Abby Eats St. Louis is a Five on Your Side production. I am Abby Larico, And I am Dory Olmos. Our editor, we need to come in here, make her come in here and voice her own <laughs> voice at one point. But our we'll editor, just drop it in. Our editor <laughs> is Shelly Karam. She's going to be like, I don't want to have to edit that in. No, you just say it. It's More fun. work. <laughs> exactly. Our theme music is by Jerome Fabi, Olivier Renoir, and Pierre Dubost. Make sure you are subscribed to our podcast, please. That way you'll get everything new as we cook it up for you. Leave us a rating and a review as well. Once again, our Instagram is at Louis. That's the best way to get a hold of us. And until we hear from you, seize the plate. Ooh la la. Here's how much Jason cares about Valentine's Day. He thought it was on uh, February 13th. <laughs> That's how much I care about it, though, too. <laughs>